Welcome to the Bible 365 podcast, delivering God's word to you every day, walking with fellow Christians through the entire Bible in one year. Each book of the Bible is read by a different member of Holy Trinity Lutheran Church in Edmond, Oklahoma, bringing new voices to a timeless story. Let's hear God's word for today. 2 Samuel chapter 19. It was reported to Joab, the king is weeping, he's mourning over Absalom. That day's victory was turned into mourning for all the troops, because on that day the troops heard, the king is grieving over his son. So they returned to the city quietly that day, like troops come in when they are humiliated after fleeing in battle. But the king covered his face and cried loudly, My son Absalom, Absalom, my son, my son. Then Job went into the house of the king and said, Today you have shamed all of your soldiers, those who saved your life as well as your sons, your wives, and your concubines, by loving your enemies and hating those who love you. Today you have made it clear that the commanders and the soldiers mean nothing to you. In fact, today I know that if Absalom were alive and all of us were dead, it would be fine with you. Now get up, go out, and encourage your soldiers, for I swear by the Lord that if you do not go out, not a man will remain within your sight. This will be worse for you than the trouble that has come to you from your youth until now. So the king got up and sat at the city gate, and all the people were told, Look, the king is sitting in the city gate. Then they all came to the king's presence. Meanwhile, each Israelite had fled to his tent. People throughout all of the tribes of Israel were arguing among themselves, saying, The king rescued us from the grasps of our enemies and saved us from the grasps of the Philistines, but now he has fled from the land because of Absalom. But Absalom, the man we anointed over us, has died in battle. So why do you say nothing about restoring the king? King David sent a word to the priests of Zadok and Abathir, Say to the elders of Judah, Why should you be the last to restore the king to his place? The talk of all Israel had reached the king at his house. You are my brothers, my flesh and blood, so why should you be the last to restore the king? And Asma, aren't you my flesh and blood? May God punish me and do so severely if you don't become commander of my army from now instead of Joab. So he won over all the men of Judah, and they unanimously sent a word to the king, Come back, you and all your servants. The king returned, and when he arrived at the Jordan, Jodah came to Gigalah to meet the king and escort him across the Jordan. Shemai of Gerer and the Benjamite from Braham hurried down with the men of Judah to meet King David. There were thousands from Benjamin with him. Zibiah, an attendant from the house of Saul, with his fifteen sons and twenty servants, also rushed down to the Jordan and head of the king. They forwarded the Jordan to bring the king's household across to do whatever the king desired. With Shimei, son of Gerera, crossed the Jordan. He fell face downward before the king and said, My lord, don't hold me guilty and don't remember your servant's wrongdoing on the day my lord's king had left Jerusalem. May the king not take heart, for your servant knows that I have sinned. But look, today... I am the first one of the entire house of Joseph to come down and meet my lord the king. Abishai, son of Zariah, asked, 
Shouldn't Semai be put to death because he cursed the Lord's anointed? David answered, Son of Zariah, do we agree on anything? Have you become my advisory today? Should any man be killed in Israel today? Am I not aware that today I am king over Israel? So the king said to Shemai, You will not die. The king gave him his oath. Mephibosheth, Saul's grandson, also went down to meet the king. He had not taken care of his feet, trimmed his mustache, or washed his clothes from the day the king left until he safely returned. When he came from Jerusalem to meet the king, the king asked him, Mephibosheth, why didn't you come with me? My lord, the king, he replied, my servant Zebiah betrayed me. Actually, your servant said, I'll saddle the donkey for myself so that I may ride it and go with the king, for your servant is lame. Zebiah slandered your servant to my lord king, but my lord the king is like an angel of God. So do whatever you think best. My grandfather's entire family deserves death for my lord the king, but you set your servant among us to eat at your table. So what further right do I have to keep on making appeals to the king? The king said to him, Why keep on speaking about the matters of yours? I hereby declare you and Zebiah are to divide the land. Meshabiathai said to the king, Instead, since my lord the king has come to his place safely, let Zebiah take it all. Brazilii the Galadite had come down from Rogalim and accompanied the king to the Jordan River to see him off the Jordan. Brazilii was a very old man, 80 years old, and since he was a very wealthy man, he had provided the needs of the king while he stayed in Mahayanam. The king said to Barzillai, Cross over with me, and I'll provide for you at my side in Jerusalem. Barzillai replied to the king, How many years of my life are left that I should go up to Jerusalem with the king? I am now 80 years old. Can I discern what it is pleasant and what is not? Can your servant taste what he eats or drinks? Can I still hear the voice of male or female singers? Why should your servant be added burden to my lord king? Since your servant is only going with the king a little way across the Jordan, why should the king repay me with such a reward? Please let your servant return that I may die in my own city near the tomb of my father and my mother. But here is your servant Chiram. Let him cross over with you, my lord king. Do for him what seems good to you. The king replied, Chemaim will cross over with me, and I will do for him what seems good to you. And whatever you desire from me, I will do for you. So the people crossed the Jordan, and the king crossed. The king kissed Brazili and blessed him, and Brazili returned to his home. The king went to Galgal, and Kermanim went with him. The troops of Judah and half of Israel escorted the king. Suddenly, all the men of Israel came to the king. They asked him, Why did our brothers, the men of Judah, take you away secretly and transport the king and his household across the Jordan, along with David's men? All the men of Judah responded to the men of Israel, Because the king is our relative, Why does that make you angry? Have we ever eaten anything of the king or been honored at all? 
The men of Israel answered the men of Judah, We have ten shares in the king, so we have a greater claim to David than you. Why then do you despise us? Weren't we the first to speak of restoring the king? But the words of the men of Judah were harsher than those of the men of Israel. 2 Samuel chapter 20 Now a wicked man, a Benjaminite, named Sheba of Bakuri, happened to be there. He blew the ram's horn and shouted, We have no portion in David, no inheritance in Jesse's son, each man to his tent, Israel. So all the men in Israel deserted David and followed Sheba's son of Bakuri. But the men of Judah from the Jordan all the way to Jerusalem remained loyal to their king. When David came to his place in Jerusalem, he took the ten concubines he had left to take care of the palace and placed them under guard. He provided for them, but he was not intimate with them. They were confined until the day of their death, living as widows. The king said to Amasai, Summon the men of Judah to me within three days and be here yourself. Amasai went to summon Judah, but he took longer than the time allotted him. So David said to Abishai, Seba, son of Bakari, will do more harm to us than Absalom. Take your lord's soldier and pursue him, or if he will find fortified cities and elude us. So Joab's men, the Sherites and the Pethlites, and the warriors marched out to Abishai's command. They left Jerusalem to pursue Sheba, son of Bakari. They were at the great stone in Gideon, where Amasa joined them. Job was wearing his uniform, and over it was a belt around his waist with a sword in his sheath. He approached, and the sword fell out. Joab asked, Amasai, are you well, my brother? Then with his right hand, Job grabbed Amasai by the beard and kissed him. Amasai was not on guard against the sword in Job's hand, and Joab stabbed him in the stomach with it and spilled his intestines to the ground. Joab did not stab him again, and Amasa died. Joab and his brother Abishai pursued Sheba son of Bakari. One of Joab's young men had sterned over Amasai, saying, Whoever favors Joab and whoever is for David, follow Joab. Now Amasai had been withering in his blood in the middle of the highway, and the men had seen that all the troops stopped. So he moved Amasai from the highway to the field and threw a garment over him because he realized that all of those who encountered Amasai were stopping. When he was removed from the highway, all the men passed by and followed Job to pursue Sheba, son of Bakari. Sheba passed through all the tribes of Israel to Abel of Beth Makkah. All of the Barites came together and followed him. Job's troops came and besieged Sheba and Abel in Beth Makkah. They built a siege ramp against the outer wall of the city, while all the troops with Job were battering the wall to make it collapse. A wise woman came out of the city. Listen, listen, please tell Job to come here and let me speak with him. When he had come near, the woman asked him, Are you Joab? I am, he replied. Listen to the words of your servant, she said to him. He answered, I'm listening. She said, In the past they used to say, Seek counsel in Abel, and that is how they settle disputes. I am one of the peaceful and faithful in Israel, but you are trying to destroy a city that is a mother in Israel. Why would you devour the Lord's inheritance? 
Joah protested. Never. I would never devour, demolish. That is not the case. There is a man named Sheba, son of Bakari, in the hill country of Ephraim, who has rebelled against King David. Deliver this one man, and I will withdraw from the city. The woman replied to Joab, Watch. His head will be thrown over the wall to you. The woman went to all the people in her wise counsel, and they cut off the head of Sheba, son of Bakari, and threw it to Joab. So he blew the ram's horn, and they disappeared from the city, each to his own tent. Job returned to the king in Jerusalem. Job commanded a whole army of Israel. Benani, son of Jehoiada, was one of the Chesarites and the Petherites. Adoram was over forced labor. Jesaphat, son of Alahud, was the court historian. Shiva was the court secretary. Zadok and Abathur were priests. In addition to Ira, the Jerite, was David's priest. Second Samuel chapter 21. During David's reign, there was a famine for three successive years, so David inquired of the Lord. The Lord answered, It is due to Saul and his bloody family because he killed the Gabonites. The Gabonites were not Israelites, but rather remnants of the Amorites. The Israelites had taken an oath concerning them, but Saul had tried to kill them in his zeal for the Israelites in Judah. So David summoned the Gibbonites and spoke to them. He asked the Gibbonites, What should I do for you? How can I make an atonement so that you will bring a blessing on the Lord's inheritance? The Gibbonites said to him, We are not asking for silver or gold from Saul or his family, and we cannot put anyone to death in Israel. Whatever you say, I will do, he said. They replied to the king, As for the man who annihilated us, plotted to destroy us so that we would exist within the whole territory of Israel. Let seven of his male descendants be handed over to us so we may hang them in the presence of the Lord at Gibbeth and Saul, the Lord's chosen. The king answered, I will hand them over. David spared Mesabithesheth, the son of Saul's son, Jonathan, because of the oath to the Lord that was between Jonathan and David, Saul's son. But the king took Amari and Mesopithesheth, who were the sons from Rizpah, daughter of Anai, and born to Saul, and five sons who were Merib, daughter of Saul, who had born to Adriel, son of Bizarli, and Mahalathite, and handed them to the Gibbonites. They hanged them on the hill in the presence of the Lord. The seven of them died together. They were executed in the first days of harvest at the beginning of the barley harvest. Rizpah, Ai's daughter, took a sackcloth and spread it out for herself on the rock from the beginning of the harvest until the rain poured down from the heaven on the bodies. She kept the birds of the sky from them by day and the wild animals by night. When it was reported to David that Saul's concubine, Rizpah, daughter of Aya, had done, he went and got the bones of Saul and his son Jonathan for the citizens of Jabesh and Gelid. They had stolen them in from the public square and Bethshan, where the Philistines had hung the bodies the day the Philistines had killed Saul and Gibola. David had the bones brought from there. They gathered up the bones of Saul's family, who had been hanged, and buried the bones of Saul and his son Jonathan at Zelah in the land of Benjamin in the tomb of Saul's father, Kish. They did everything the king commanded. After this, God was receptive to prayer for the land. The Philistines again waged war against Israel. David went down with his soldiers, and they fought the Philistines. 
but David became exhausted. Then Ishbib Benob, one of the descendants of the giant, whose bronze spear weighed about eight pounds and who wore new armor, intended to kill David. But Abishai, son of Zariah, came to his aid, struck the Philistine, and killed him. Then David's men swore to him, You must never again go into us with battle. You must not extinguish the lamp of Israel. After this, there was another battle with the Philistines at Job. At that time, Sabakai and Hushethite killed Zephath, who was one of the descendants of the giant. Once again, there was a battle with the Philistines at Job, and Elithen, son of Jerhai Oregim, and Bethlehemite killed Goliath of Gath. The shaft of his spear was like the weaver's beam. At Gath, there was still another battle. A huge man was there with six fingers on each hand and six toes on each foot, twenty-four in all. He, too, was descended from the giant. And when he taunted Israel, Jonathan, son of David's brother Shimei, killed him. These four were descendants of the giant in Gath and were killed by David and his soldiers. Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 through 35. Then Peter approached him and asked, Lord, how many times must I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? As many as seven times? I tell you, not as many as seven, Jesus replied, but seventy times seven. For this reason, the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. When he began to settle accounts, one who owed ten thousand talents was brought before him. Since he did not have the money to pay it back, his master commanded that he, his wife, his children, and everything he had be sold to pay the debt. At this, the servant fell face down before him and said, Be patient with me, and I will pay you everything. Then the master of that servant had compassion, released him, and forgave him the loan. That servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, who owed him a hundred denarii, He grabbed him, started choking him, and said, Pay what you owe. At this, his fellow servant fell down and began begging him, Be patient with me, and I will pay you back. But he wasn't willing. Instead, he went and threw him into prison until he could pay what was owed. When the other servants saw what had taken place, they were deeply distressed and went and reported to their master everything that had happened. Then, after he had summoned him, his master said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all the debt because you begged me. Shouldn't you also have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? And because he was angry, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he could pay everything that was owed. So also my heavenly Father will do to you unless every one of you forgives his brother or sister from your heart. This has been the Bible 365 Podcast, a production of Holy Trinity Lutheran Church and School in Edmond, Oklahoma, in collaboration with Cinematic Waves, TV and film post-production studios. The Christian Standard Bible is copyright 2017 by Holman Bible Publishers, used by permission. Having heard the word for today, may the same Holy Spirit who inspired Scripture now inspire faith in you to live each day as a disciple of Jesus Christ. Love God. 
love one another and love your neighbor.